what's going on? Nick Kirby here, and welcome to Chatterbox Reds, proudly sponsored by DSC Commodities. Well, I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas and you are enjoying this holiday season with your loved ones. Today, we will continue our interviews from Reds Fest as Chatterbox Sports partnered with our good friend Justin Kenner and 1410 Wing AM. That's ESPN Radio in Dayton. This is interview number three of six as we talked with Cincinnati Reds super utility man, Spencer Steer. Thanks again to our friends at 1410 AM for giving us this opportunity to provide you with some great content for you this offseason. Uh, next Tuesday, January 2nd, we will have Reds manager David Bell, and we still have Hunter Green and Phil Castellini to come. Uh, before we get to today's interview with Spencer Steer, I want to tell you about our proud sponsor, that is Deep South Commodities. DSC is a leader in renewable commodities for biofuel production, specializing in used cooking oil collection, aggregation, and sales. Visit www.deepsouthcommodities.com for more information. Thanks, as always, to our friends at DSC. All right, there will be no live Chatterbox Red show this week, um, of course, unless some big news breaks. But we'll be back on YouTube the first week of January, and we've got a lot of big plans for Chatterbox Reds here in podcast form and on YouTube in 2024, so stay tuned for that. Thank you so much to everyone who made 2023 an unbelievable year for Chatterbox Reds. Your support got me a full-time job with Chatterbox Sports, and I will be starting next week. Can't wait to get started and uh, work uh, on some more content, some more fun stuff for you guys. Well, I hope that you all have a safe and happy new year. Here's our interview with Spencer Steer. All right, we welcome you back here live at the Duke Energy Convention Center, Reds Fest. We're off and rolling here on day two. Justin Kinner, Nick Kirby from Chatterbox Sports, 1410 ESPN Radio, Chatterbox Sports, combining to bring you this special program here today. We always appreciate the Reds having us come down. We've been a longtime Reds on radio affiliate in Dayton. And uh, I tell you what, just based on the buzz from the fans that we saw piling outside the building today to get in when it opened, and just all the chatter back in Dayton about the Cincinnati Reds, the Dayton Dragons, and the list goes on and on. Uh, baseball, it's an exciting time to be a Reds fan right now and it's uh, exciting to be out here as well Justin Kinner, Nick Kirby. Uh, Nick we just uh, had a chance to catch up with Phil Castellini and now we get to bring in our next guest Mr. Spencer Steer who we were just talking with you a little bit you said just a whirlwind you, you just you have you have a, an assistant that's just telling you where to go when to go and uh, you're just a yes man today. Yeah I mean it's it's a, it's a ton of fun just uh, getting to interact with fans and um, it's you can really see how, how truly passionate this fan base really is when you when you come to an event like this and um man it's just uh, it's it's a blast being here last season at what point for you like you talk about how you know the fans and how passionate that they are going into the season not knowing what to expect heading into the year how far into the season before you as a player like man we got something here we're we're we're, we're cooking a little bit like how far into the season before you realize that you guys were doing something special um, I think it really, uh, you know, began with, I think we were in Colorado, uh, you know, we called McLean and then uh, Williamson makes his debut the following night and shoves, uh, and then it seemed like, you know, every couple weeks we had another guy coming up to the big league team and, and really hitting the ground running and, and making an impact right when they sh showed up, so... I think once we started to, to get these these guys coming up from AAA, I realized that like man, we got we got some really good young players and they're they're producing like right off the bat. So um, 
and then we saw it with that 12 game win streak it seemed like once everyone got up here then we just really started rolling so uh, I think I think right about that time when you know we got McLean, Ellie and then it seemed like you know CES came up and then Noel V came out of the gates hot so yeah it was it was a ton of fun just watching these guys come up and have success really early on there's a lot of we're talking a lot about the, the call-ups throughout the season but you were there right from the very beginning um, and it didn't take long for Reds fans to really start buying into who you are as a player. Obviously, the passion's there, and then the, the talent was matching everything, and everyone started becoming a huge fan of, of Spencer Steer. What's most unique about you is the fact that you played, what, four different positions last year? I mean, just being bounced around, like, how tough is that tough as a player to not be locked into one position and just being knowing that, hey, you might be at first base one day, uh, third the next? I mean, how tough is that for you adapting to that kind of role? Um, I think that the toughest part for me was – uh, just knowing how to prepare before games because um, there's games where I start at first base and I'll move over to third base and then I end up the game in left field so uh, kind of finding that balance of, of being ready to play all those positions but also not doing too much pregame and you know running out of gas by the end of the year because uh, you know if you're doing if you're doing work at all three of those spots every single day you're gonna get you're gonna wear yourself out you're gonna wear yourself down um, so just trying to find a kind of an efficient plan, I guess you could say, to, to feel like I'm prepared to play all those spots on a regular basis. And uh, it's still kind of a process I'm figuring out, and I'll probably continue to figure out over the next couple of years and what that looks like. But I think that's the toughest part is just feeling prepared and preparing to play all those spots. Sorry, Nick, real quick. Is there a, no, is there a position like obviously you're open to whatever the team needs. You're a team first guy. You put that was on full display this past year. But if they said, "All right, Spencer, what's the? You tell us what's the position you want to play. Is there one that you're more comfortable at as you're adapting to the uh, versatility role? I would say I, I mean I'm most comfortable probably at second base. Um, I played that a lot throughout the minor leagues. It's my favorite position to play. But um, honestly, as as I got more starts out and left in the outfield. I was really starting to starting to dig the outfield. So um, I was getting pretty comfortable out there too. So I mean, at this point, I don't really have a home, so I can't say I'm, you know, fully <laughs> locked into anything at this point. My question kind of goes along with that. It feels like your position flexibility gives the Reds front office more flexibility as they're looking for free agents to sign this offseason. Is that something that you like? take some pride in that you can move around and help this team win in different ways? I think what I take pride in most is just being available every day. Um, I think that's a very valuable thing to to be healthy and and to, you know, be out there for your team every day. And that's kind of why I, I like being in the, you know, the versatility type role because, um, you know, I, I can be available at multiple spots and that will help me get in the lineup every day. So at the end of the day, I just want to be playing. Um, so if that's, you know, in the infield, outfield, uh, wherever, uh, I just want to be in the lineup, uh, you know, making a positive impact. And uh, I think uh, that's kind of the what I take most pride in is just the being available. Reds kind of have a Minnesota Twins feel now with, with you coming over. You Christian Encarnacion Strand uh, make a big debut last year, and then Reds just signing uh, Emilio uh, Pagan. Uh, what's your kind of thoughts on, on a lot of players from the Twins coming over here to Cincinnati? I think it's cool. Uh, it definitely, uh, you know, when you get traded, it's kind of a whirlwind. Uh, your whole world kind of gets uh, tossed upside down a little bit, um, especially uh, being in the minor leagues and only knowing, you know, one system, one organization. I think when you go to a place where you have familiar faces, it makes that 
uh, transition a little easier. So that's kind of a, a nice thing because uh, even when I got traded over to the Reds, you know, I, I, I knew Christian and um, it was it was nice knowing I had at least somebody else I could go to or or was in a similar spot that I was. So um, it's definitely cool having some uh, familiar faces coming over. We've talked, I mean, the the biggest storylines coming out of last year, of course, is just how unprecedented the success was considering how many rookies and how the youth of the roster. Uh, you know, it doesn't happen often when you have a, a roster made up of so many predominantly young players that leads to a lot of wins out on the field. And obviously that was the case last season, and that's what made the last season so special. Uh, what are some of the guys that maybe you didn't know well coming into last season that you're super close with now? Who, who's the, the, the core of guys that you're the closest with on, on the current roster? Man, I mean... I, it's it's pretty much everyone. I like when I tell you this was as tight knit of a group that I've ever been a part of. Um, I mean that. I th I think from day one in spring training, David did a really good job of, um, you know, facilitating conversations and and uh, you know really encouraging us to get to know our teammates, go out to dinner with someone you don't know, get to know their families, um, and that's the first time I've really had a coach or a manager really preach that to us get to know their families don't get to know them get to know their families get to know where they come from what they like to do and i think uh just having that message from day one really brought us close together and we were doing all these fun stuff during uh spring training like a three-point competition went to top golf doing all this fun stuff as a team it just really made us close and um this is also the first time in pro Bowl i've spent an entire year on one team so it was it was just really fun for me to get to know these guys and uh they truly feel like family because i see these guys more than my own family um so yeah it's, it's about as tight as a group as as i've ever been a part of so that's what makes me so excited going the next year is knowing the group of guys i'm doing it with is it because of the is it because all of you guys are coming in as rookies together is that like what makes you so close like with you not being on many clubs, like what makes sometimes a, a bad environment in a, in a clubhouse? Is the youth what allowed that uh, relationships to start forming and creating your own type of chemistry? Um, I mean, yeah, that, that's definitely a big part of it. But I just think it's it's more uh, it's more culture based, right? Like everyone has the same mission. Everyone's checking their ego at the door, and they're doing what's best for the team. Yeah. Truly. Um, whether it's a guy who's coming off the bench or a guy who's only playing against lefties or righties, like they're they're not they're not the guys that are, are selfish saying I should play every day. They're the guys that are really embracing their role and doing their part and doing it really well. And that's what makes a team that's what makes the team go are those kind of guys. And um, I think I think that's a big big culture thing, and that starts that starts with the manager, and it's obviously you know everyone on down, but. I think that was a big reason why we uh, we played the way we did last year. So Reds uh, signed two pitchers this week. Uh, did that add to the excitement of, of coming here to Reds Fest? And have you faced either one of those two guys in your career so far? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're two really great arms. Um, I know Emilio threw against us towards the end of the year, and um, his stuff was electric, and he threw really well for them in the playoffs. And then uh, I faced Nick a couple times throughout the year as Changeups unhittable to me. Um, dominated me with that pitch. So, just really, really good arms, and uh, excited to see what they can do for us. So, winter meetings uh, coming up next week. As a player, how how much are you 
following that as there's news constantly. Uh, sometimes uh, signings announced at 2.30 in the morning by uh, Jeff Passan. How do you like, kind of follow that, or do you try to tune it out? Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I'm not in the front office for a reason. I really don't know what's going on a lot of the time. So, um, you know, you'll, you'll definitely see it on social media. You'll hear it from uh, other teammates or friends or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, you'll organically find out at, at some point, but definitely not, uh, you know, refreshing the page every couple minutes to see what's going on. Not like me. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So and that's always tough, too, because we talk about it from, like, a fan perspective. You're obviously a, a player, but a fan at the same time. So, but like, you don't follow those, like, rumor mills. You're not on Twitter like, oh, we might be getting this particular player. Or, hey, Jeff Passan has us maybe potentially getting this guy. You just kind of sit back and just let it come to you. Yeah, I uh, – I mean, I wouldn't say I'm oblivious to what's going on, yep. but I definitely, um, you know, you take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt because, you know, what's what's not done is not done, right? Um, it's got to happen, and you hear all these rumors all the time, and they don't end up happening. So, yeah, you kind of just let it, let it happen, let it unfold, and uh, kind of go from there. The new players are added. How long before you guys all start communicating and kind of texting back and forth? Uh, I mean, here, this is actually great. You know, they signed during Reds Fest week, so I got to meet both those guys yesterday, talk cool. to them for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's always fun uh, getting new teammates and getting to know them, and, and uh, it's always an exciting time of the year. I think a lot of Reds fans probably felt like you should have finished higher in uh, the Rookie of the Year vote last year. Is that something that you maybe take with a little bit of motivation coming into next year? Yeah, I think it was cool, first of all, uh, getting – the, the Players' Choice uh, Finalist Award. Um, I think that one means a little more to me just because those are my peers. Those guys are the ones on the field every day, and they, they're they watching the game. Um, so that one meant a lot more to me than, than kind of any other award, just getting that respect from from fellow uh, fellow guys in the league. Um, and the, the final the Rookie of the Year voting is just telling me I got I to gotta do more. I got to play better. Um, and that's what I'm going to try to do next year, have a better year, and um, not go backwards. What is that area in the off season that you're focused in on the most? Like what? Like this off season, you are locked in and saying, "I need to get better at this." Obviously, it's not just one thing, but what's that one thing that you're like, "I need to make major strides at this particular part of my game heading into 24." Um, I think uh, what I'm working on this off season is is my quickness, my speed. Um, I think that'll help me at help me in the outfield it'll help me in the infield my first step quickness it'll help me steal more bags um so that's something i'm really focused on this offseason is is you know getting better jumps uh steel jumps outfield jumps uh you know just quicker feet in the infield so um looking forward to to seeing how that translates on the field next year all right well spencer steer unless nick do you have anything else before we I got one more. Yes, keep uh, going. Yes, keep going. Uh, the rule changes last year. You were talking about ceiling bases. Did, did, did the, the bigger bases, did that help you? Did, did you like the pitch clock? What about those things? I think uh, the one advantage I noticed uh, was obviously the pitch clock. Um, I feel like a lot of these pitchers, they're good at holding on runners, but when they have a pitch clock, they can only do so much. So I feel like a lot of pitchers kind of fell into a routine they had a, you know, they had a, you know, come set, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, go. So like we, CC, our first base coach, did a great job, uh, you know, picking up on those, um, those tells or uh, you know the their cadence or whatever it was. So I think we had a really good idea of 
you know, I can probably get a better jump than, than normal because this guy's, you know, one 1,000 go or, um, you know, he nods his head, looks up, and goes. So we were picking up on little things like that, and I think the pitch clock was a reason, uh, you know, for that because these pitchers were rushed, um, so they felt like, you know, they had to get to the plate, so they just kind of fell into routine accidentally, and I think we took advantage of that. A lot of those rule changes implemented in the minors and with having such a young team like your team has, it wasn't as much of an adjustment for you guys because you were used to those rules coming up from the minors. Did you notice some of the, 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 the veteran players having to adjust to this more so than the younger core guys that you guys had? Yeah, I think, I think in spring training it was, it was kind of a mess. It was a little, it was a little <laughs> bit of a disaster with the older guys uh, who have never experienced it before. But, I mean, after playing – you know, 15, 20 games in spring training with the rules. I mean, it wasn't really too uh, noticeable once the actual season started. I mean, you'd maybe see one or two pitch violations a game um, at the beginning of the year. But I think, you know, two months in, there wasn't really any violations. So uh, I think that, that spring training period of adjusting was, was kind of a mess. But I think after that, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty smooth. The City Connect jerseys, by the way, the best jerseys in all of baseball. Just throwing that out there. Those things are so cool. But Spencer Steer, you the man. We appreciate you. Appreciate thank it. you for spending some time with Thanks, us here guys. today. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your support. If you had not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, what are you waiting for? Do it right now. During spring training and the regular season, we are the only Reds podcast to have new episodes after every single game. And we will have plenty of off-season coverage between now and then, so be sure to stay tuned. Also, make sure that you subscribe to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so that you can join us for live episodes of Chatterbox Reds. Hit the bell and turn on notifications so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. Before I let you go, I want to tell you about all of the other great content at Chatterbox Sports. First off, there's our flagship show, Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman, from 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday on YouTube, of course, on Chatterbox Sports. Off the Bench is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Great podcast listen uh, for your drive home, as it's usually posted uh, by 1 or 2 in the afternoon every day. Then there's Chatterbox Bengals. They go live after every single Bengals game. Similar fashion to what we do at Chatterbox Reds. Those guys are doing a great job covering the Bengals this season. Speaking of the Bengals, there is Chatterbox Clicker with Coach Kyle Kasky, former Bengals coach. That is every Tuesday night. Coach Kasky breaks down film from the latest Bengals game in a very innovative show on Chatterbox Sports that you do not want to miss. And if that's not enough to fill your NFL fix, there's Mac and JT. That is Wednesday nights on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Uh, That is all things NFL. They go through each and every game. And then our newest show, Chatterbox Bearcats. That is with host Charlie Walter, formerly of Reds Live. Covers all things UC sports. They are going live on YouTube after every single UC basketball game. So that's, of course, on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Chatterbox Bearcats is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Links to all those shows are in the episode notes today, so be sure to check them out. Give those guys the support that they deserve. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. 
Hope that you have a fantastic day. And as always, go Reds.